to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And today we are just so thankful that you guys are on this journey with us. For those of us who have been here from day one, we're just so grateful for you guys tuning in. And if you are new here, we just hope that you will stick around. So today we really wanted to talk to you guys about a subject that we needed to hear many, many, many years ago, but I think it's also valid for us to hear even again today. Um, so today we're going to talk about how, how can you affair proof your marriage? And for those of you who have followed our story, you might be thinking, um, Alicia, your marriage wasn't fail, wasn't a fair proof (laughs) and you are right. But we really want to talk to you from a place of hindsight, which oftentimes people say is what? 2020, right? Right. So how do we start this off? And I think it's that no one starts out in a marriage thinking, I think I'm going to have an affair. Good people have affairs and make decisions they regret. So, you know, even pretending you're not capable of this is probably pretty foolish, but it's not something that you set out to do. You know, Brian, like when we got married, you wasn't like, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this. I'm sure your thinking was a complete opposite of what your actions were. What would you say? Uh, Yeah, I would say that. (laughs) Well, I hadn't like no plans. I mean, I didn't like, yeah, I didn't wake up in the mornings thinking I was going to go do those things or didn't get married with plans of doing that. In fact, I was totally opposite. You know, I just, we got married and my plans was to be like a great dad and a great husband. And, you know, I actually looked down on people that did stuff like that. You know, I'd heard of other people and I was like, you know, I just, then I put them in a whole different category. That's just, you know, even thinking bad, like thinking they were trashy. And, you know, I never thought I would fall into that same so-called category. The category you had set in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, um, because like I was saying, nobody starts out thinking, but, but if you are somebody that falls into that category, maybe you should rethink your decision of getting married and just stay single. If you're like, yeah, I think I want to have an affair. Maybe just stay single. But like we were saying, nobody sets out thinking, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this and this and this. You're more than likely you have these, you know, forever after thoughts, you know, your marriage is going to be bliss. Everything's going to be perfect. Our marriage is going to be perfect. We're going to have perfect kids, perfect dog, perfect house, perfect everything. I think this is what people think going into it. Everything is just going to be wonderful. So where do things go wrong? Where, where does affairs happen? And I think infidelity does not happen as a single decision. I think it's a series of poor decisions. Like, I don't know, for instance, 
Are you talking about your personal life or sharing info about your marriage or spouse with someone that's of the opposite sex? Are you spending time with the opposite sex alone? Um, Even things like, you know, texting or sexting or um, private messaging. These are all kind of things like, do you have to erase things? You know, these are all things that might be clues that can lead to something else. You know, it may start innocently, but I don't think it has an innocent ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say, I mean, any anything you have to erase or get rid of, it's probably a 100% telltale sign that it's not healthy in your relationship. Yeah. Or even watching things. I mean, it could be watching things on TV. It could be looking stuff up on your phone or the computer. I mean, you know, it's like like if your spouse and your kids. They can't be in the room with you. Yeah. Yeah. If your spouse and kids can't be in the room with you (laughs) or see what you're doing on your phone, then you probably need to regroup and rethink things that you're doing. Yeah. I know that's kind of like what we're talking about. It's not like all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in bed with somebody else. It's there's a, a progression. There's a dulling, you know, your gut might be at first is like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. But as you excuse those things or justify those things, you know, it kind of leads to another door, which leads to another door, which leads to another door which eventually leads to the door. Yeah. You know, how did never, I get here? How did I get here door? Yeah. And sometimes people on the outside can see it easier than we can. Involved. Yeah. The person that's going through it because a lot of times just things you say, or, I mean, I've, I've been in situations with friends that, you know, falling into that and just the way they speak leading up to that. Like, well, we don't, make time for each other well i'm working so much we don't get to spend time together or yeah you know we're just not close like we used to be and then next thing you know you find out something you're hearing the news yeah Yeah. you're hearing the news so we live in a small town so it tends to travel fast yeah very fast (laughs) and you know not 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 condemning anybody in our town that's you know there's only any specific people thinking I'm talking about them, but we're just, we're just saying in general, you know, cause we've been in that place. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've been in that spot. So, you know, looking back, you can see things that lead up to it and all of a sudden you're here in the trap and, uh, yeah, just trying to, uh, divert that for others. Well, I think like, so we're wanting to talk about like some ways that you can affair proof your marriage. And these are some things that like we, we have actually put into place now, which, you know, we really, I wouldn't say we didn't put some of these into place because some of them, yes, some of them we just hid from each other basically. But I think if you can, even when you start your marriage off, even defining infidelity and relationship boundaries together. Like if you get together and you say, okay, does emotional affair, physical affairs, or yeah, emotional affairs, physical affairs, pornography, 
sexting, texting, or private messaging feels safe to both of you. And we assume that our boundaries are universal, but what is safe or acceptable needs to be defined. So it's very clear. And although I think like, as I just read off that list, people are like, oh yeah, those are no brainers. But sometimes to the other person, it's not, you know, if you're like, okay, in our marriage, we're going to set some boundaries to try to protect. And it's not like I'm going to control you and you're going to control me. It's we're going to um, safeguard and protect our union. We're going to safeguard and protect us. And these are some boundaries that we're going to put into place. That's only going to protect our marriage. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, there's, gosh, there's, I mean, there's people I've known in the past that like didn't even know their husband or wife's passcode on their phone. Like we know each other's passcode. Yeah. Of course. I mean, I can go outside on the weekends, leave my phone in the house all day long. You leave it sitting all the time. (laughs) I don't worry about who's going to text me out of the blue. I just don't worry about it anymore. I used to. Yeah. used to have my phone and have it with me 24-7, but I don't worry about that anymore. Just like, you know, stuff on my phone. I don't have Google. Well, I guess I do have Google. I don't have the Google app, but if you go to Safari, but I mean, I just, I mean, the history's there. If she, I mean, if I look it up, it's something with building. I don't look nothing up that I shouldn't. Um, you know, same with the TVs, you know, we don't, we don't allow, I mean, even certain movies, we don't allow into our household. We just don't want the, any type of spirit to be released, but especially pornography, nothing in any way. And and this is all guys, we're talking about, this is hindsight. The things that we're talking about, the, this is things that we had to learn the hard way. Right. And that's why we're bringing this up because it was not beneficial it did not help build connection, but it actually tore down and was destructive to us. And I think that most people can agree whether you want to or not. But when you know that you're crossing a relationship boundary, you feel it in your gut, like at a body level. When you cross a relationship boundary, you can feel it within your body. And if you're minimizing, justifying, or saying something, or your body is saying something is off, you should probably pay attention to that. And it would be a good idea to steer away from whatever is causing that gut reaction, whether it's contact with someone that's maybe gone a little bit too far. And I'm not saying like, physical contact. Like it can just be, you're sharing way too much um, information about your marriage or your spouse with, you know, the opposite sex. You're just kind of crossing that line. Your body and your gut will tell you, "Uh uh-oh, you know, maybe you should stop. You'll feel it inside. And um, even if it's not that, if it's like, maybe you're you're texting someone on the side that you should not be texting and you're having to delete it or whatever, or watching something like that 
would not be helpful for building connection in your marriage, but actually like pornography is a disconnector. It is known to disconnect you from reality, you from your relationships, you from your spouse. It's a, it's a disconnector. It does not build any connecting. You know how we've heard this time where people will look, oh, well, we just, we watch pornography together because it helps our sex life. Well, that actually is false. It does not build connection. It actually is a great detacher. Pornography detaches you from your spouse more than anything else. So if that's you, and this is maybe something that you do together as a couple, I just want to challenge that. I want to challenge that actually and just say, you know what, let's take that out. Let's remove that piece and work on building true loving connection with my spouse without having that third piece in there because it's, it is, God created us that way. He created us to have connection with each other and not, you know, have something like pornography in the middle. So yeah, I just wanted to say definitely trust your gut and meaning that's the Holy Spirit inside of you being like, Hey, 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 you know, knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Have you ever had those Brian, those gut checks where you're like, okay. Or even like if you're somewhere, you know, not even like it's a, like a relationship crossing boundary, but just like the Holy Spirit's kind of like, like maybe a job comes up and he's like, don't take that. And it doesn't make any sense to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get those before. gut checks by the Holy Spirit. I've, I've, I've done that before. I've actually not taken jobs and then called other builders to see if they want it. Yeah. You know, just to, um, just so I didn't have to. Of course, I wouldn't have had to anyways if I hadn't contacted anybody. But, you know, it's just like sometimes your gut feeling. Sometimes, you know, like I was in the grocery store at a time and I was just cutting down an aisle. Didn't even realize it was the liquor aisle. You know, I've had trouble with alcohol in the past. So, you know, I just felt like God nudged me to get out of there. And, you know, here I was a third of the way down it. Could have very easily walked to the other end and just went out the other end and kept on going because that's what I was doing. I was just cutting through anyways. But I listened and I turned around and walked out of there. Yeah. Walked and out that aisle and went down the next one and went and cut through that way. But, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe God seen some type of weakness that I didn't see there, but you know, it's just, you know, just, you know, whether you're out with, I mean, it, it could be so many different situations. I mean, you might be out and run into somebody and I mean, obviously, you know, there's the obvious, like don't go out to eat with somebody that's not your wife. Don't go out, you know, to a movie with somebody that's not your wife or husband. Probably just shouldn't be sitting in a parking lot with them either. You know, right. it's like our pastor's very, adamant you know about that stuff yeah you know even in the church as far as you know they you know he's brought up they have a cleaning lady and there's a vast age difference between him and her but when he's working there and she shows up he leaves so you know but we have a lot of respect we have a lot of respect for him for that but you know that's just that's the obvious you know sometimes the the not so obvious might be and I know there's sometimes situations, but like you and me with my work, you know, there's very seldom, is there any females 
unless it's a homeowner, it shows up to the job site, but I always have my worker with me, mm-hmm. you know, so, the, so that, that becomes a place of accountability. Yeah. You know, I'm never alone in the household or at the new construction by myself with another female. I've always got him and, you know, if they do come in, he stands right there and we all three talk, but you know, it's just a thing of accountability, accountability, not being alone with someone of the opposite sex. That's not your wife. And some people might think it's crazy. Yeah. You know, some people might be like, well, I have a travel job, which I understand that. So I have to travel with female, but, and that's fine. You know, if, but you got to be careful because how many, still, times, how many times how many times do you hear? Yeah, you constantly hear. Well, I traveled. My job tra- made me travel. And then next thing I know, you got involved with somebody you're traveling with. So, you know, nobody can say, oh, that would never happen because it happens every day. Yeah. So, you know, I think you just have to base it up how important your relationship with God and more, more than that, how important your relationship with your wife or your husband is. Yeah. Sometimes my guy might be like, you need a new job. Exactly. Exactly. So you're not in that situation. Yeah. Because it's not worth losing your family and losing your relationship with God. There's mm-hmm. no job. And if he takes it away, he'll replace it with something else. Oh, yeah. And at the end of the day, anybody, including yourself, that we've heard that have walked through infidelity, one of the things that they say is, I wish I could go back right. and change it. And so if that's you and you're like, facing maybe you've taken things a little bit too far you've not gone all the way but just just remember those words i just said we have talked to so many people yeah that walk through it and they wish they could change it and go back and sometimes some of the damage is already done you can back out at any point that's not saying that some of the damage is already done but at least you're not causing more damage and like you said I've had so many men just, you know, and I understand I get frustrated on one sense, but I understand then the other is, you know, they come and they've been caught. Their wives are mad with all rights. Their world's upside down. Their marriage is a wreck. They can't sleep at night. They can't eat. They can't be around each other. And they just, they, they tell me they just want things to get better. They just want things back to normal. You know, I totally understand that, but at the same time, it frustrates me because there was a there was a stopping point yeah. where they could have had a whole different outcome if they just stopped where they're at. Even if they were already involved, they could have stopped at a stopping point. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's where it's like it's probably ignoring those gut checks. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a real spiritual battle of just like I'm done. I'm done. I'm stopping. I'm yeah. getting out of this. Even if the damage is already done, I'm, I'm stopping. So, you know, I just have to encourage whether it's men or women out there that's involved to just stop, let God restore from that point on. Yeah, I think that's so good. Um, I know, I think a lot of people just, you guys pay attention to those. When I, I say gut checks, it's actually the, the the Holy Spirit side saying, hey, 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 no, no, no. Don't discount that. But I also want to say, like, be 
honest with your spouse. Be honest. I think that um, like if you're struggling with something, say you're feeling, I don't know, disconnect. Don't stay there. Don't live in disconnect and let it yourself get further and further disconnected. But say, hey, I'm, I'm feeling some disconnect. I don't know what's going on. Let's like have a conversation or, you know, maybe it's, you're not, you've not been able to spend much time together. Guess what? You guys, that's fixable. Oh my gosh. Right. Go We've on heard. a date. <laughs> right. I've heard so many people that's been blindsided by an affair and one might say, well, we never spent any time together. I don't feel important. They never spent time with me. And you talk to the other person, they're like, I, I didn't know they felt this way. Yeah. I had no idea. Exactly. So you have to be you gotta speak where up yourself. You have to be close with your with your spouse and be open with them. Yeah. So if there's things there that someone's lacking in or or missing out on that you can fill them in and you have a chance to make that right. It could be a very different story or different outcome. You know, it could be a positive outcome. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like I was saying, if you feel like a need inside yourself, speak up for yourself and be heard. Tell your spouse your needs. They can't read your mind. (laughs) Right. You guys need to hear that. Your spouse cannot read your mind. You know, for us women, we're more emotional, whereas my husband may, you know, not so much. (laughs) I'm pretty emotional. You are. But, you know, like I tend to be a little bit more emotional, but I may feel, (laughs) I may feel a disconnect between us and you're like, you know, go through your day. Like nothing's wrong. Well, that happens a lot because if, if I'm stressed out with work, you automatically think it's something disconnected with, with us. With us, yeah. So we'll be honest. That's one of our big struggles is sometimes with building, I get stressed out and she sees it as there's something wrong with us. Mm-hmm. And we'll be honest. Yeah. That sometimes you ask me over and over and I'll be like, I wish you quit asking that. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with us. And I've told you even recently, we're a hundred percent. I feel like we're a hundred percent and I have to reassure you that, Yeah. but you know, that's just, that's being open. You know, yeah. sometimes she sees my stress as something's wrong with us or something going on with us. You know, when I, when she says that, I'm like, there's nothing wrong with us. Everything's fine with us, but I have to reassure her that otherwise, Not- if I didn't, she would constantly walk around. Feeling like something's right. wrong with us. And that's really just a place of woundedness still coming out. So like we're, we're being open and honest with you guys. Like I'm still on a healing journey of getting whole, but like there's still woundedness that comes up and out of me. So yeah, just be honest with your spouse, speak up for yourself and your needs. Like we said, they can't read your mind. If you feel yourself pulling away be intentional to reconnect. Don't leave it where it is. <laughs> so many times we hear like, oh, I just, I don't feel close to my spouse anymore. And 
I'll just be like, well, so what are you doing to, to close that gap? What are you doing to build reconnection? Well, they're not really doing anything like, no, no, no. What are you doing? Because in a marriage, it takes two people. What you can't take responsibility for them. You can only take responsibility for you. Are you trying to build connection or are you expecting only them to, to bring you the connection? That doesn't work. It's a, it's a two way street, but, and also, you know, if you guys are having big disconnects, like you're just, there's, there's, there's deeper problems going on. It is so okay to seek out help. It is good. Therapy is good. Mm -hmm. Therapy is good. Therapy could literally be what saves your marriage. Um, and and I want to say, respond to your spouse's request to get help. Maybe you feel like things are okay and your spouse is like, no, it is not okay. And they want to seek out therapy just because you perceive it to be okay and they perceive it to not be does not mean they go by themselves. No, go together. Show them that you support them in this decision, maybe it's something that they're perceiving incorrectly. Maybe there actually is something wrong and you're just not seeing it. Therapy only helps. It does not hurt. And remember, the grass is not greener on the other side. It's never greener on the other side. <laughs> it's never greener. <laughs> we watch the cows do that. If you put them on the other side, they end up sticking their head through back through to get yeah. the it's it's funny because we even have cattle waters that it's the same water yeah it's just got a it's got a fence that divides the middle of the water and they can and we do that so one herd can drink on one side of the fence and one herd can drink on the other side of the fence the water is one joint or conjoined water but there's cows that will constantly stick their head through the fence or the boards yeah. and drink on the opposite side for some reason thinking it's better water and it's coming out of the same tank. It's coming out of the same <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's just, it's funny because people think that way too. They and do. You know, I saw this saying one time where it says the grass that you think is greener on the other side is actually AstroTurf. <laughs> Could be. It's fake. Yeah. So remember, the grass is not greener on the other side. Every relationship has challenges, and if and an affair doesn't fix anything, an affair is its own kind of bubble, and eventually the bubble will burst. And in closing out, I just want to say, the pain of infidelity is intense. And like we said earlier, we've heard so often the person that was unfaithful say they wish they could go back and do things differently and never have that affair. They had, and they'll say, you know, like we had no idea how much suffering their actions would cause to their partner, to their children, to their extended family, and even sometimes their community. And... I don't entirely think it's possible to affair-proof your marriage without God's help. 
but there are good boundaries that you can put in place for your marriage as you grow your connection with your spouse and with God. And I think that's where we had a big, big deficit in our marriage is we started out with God being our foundation, but we slowly removed him. And when we did, it was just like everything came in. And and guys, God will help affair-proof your marriage. He he wants your marriage to be affair-proof. Trust me. He'll tell you things you need to do, things you don't need to do. Exactly. And I mean, looking back, we cannot change what has already happened, but we can move forward into our future with what we now know. And maybe you're on the other side of infidelity. Maybe you were unfaithful and now you're trying to find a path forward. You know, not every marriage survives infidelity, unfortunately. Some some don't. And some do. But I just want to say God can heal. It is going to take time. It's good to get therapy. Draw close to God. Get in community. Don't walk this alone and you can't do it on your own. There's always help out there for you. And so we just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Until next time, we we bless bless you. you.